This is the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast Show, hosted by Bo Finley and Brant Walker. Welcome back to another episode of the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. As always, Brant and Bo coming at you. Guys, it is here. It is time. Kickoff is Thursday. <laughs> Excuse me. Christmas morning. <laughs> Got a little choked up here. It's it's here, guys. Your draft should all be concluding. Um, so let's get – we're going to get in. We're going to break down a couple rosters we got sent to us. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the uh, week one action. Got a start-sit question We already. got our first start-sit question. Also, guys, we're going to try – we're going to try to get on at some point after Thursday to get some start-sits, uh, try to record another episode, get two out a week. Uh, probably not this week. We'll do a – We'll, uh, we'll tell you why here in a little bit. Um, if you want, uh, Bo, you got the rosters there in front of you if you want to break – break or uh, give me a couple of Yeah, them. so the whole uh, the whole league's draft was sent to us, basically. Every roster is there. So we're just going to try to kind of pick one that's kind of top, one that's kind of middle, and one that's kind of bottom. And uh, realistically, all these teams are pretty good. Uh, so I'm going to start with the one that I would pick as, as to be my lowest-ranked team if I had to do it. Uh, the quarterbacks on this team are uh, just – uh, Russell Wilson, so it's Russell Wilson alone. Okay. Running backs are Saquon Barkley, Chase Edmonds, and uh, A.J. Dillon and Zach Moss and Michael Carter. Wideouts are D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Robert Woods, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, and Marvin Jones Jr. The defense is the New England Patriots. Tight end is Noah Fant, and the kicker is Graham Gano from the Giants. So this one would be the one that I would dub to be the weak weak link. Um, obviously, Saquon is a huge question question mark at least in our minds this year, um, and then you really don't have any other high upside. Uh, Chase Edmonds is a big question mark too. We don't know exactly how they're going to work with that. True. And then on your bench, you got AJ Dillon firmly planted behind AJ Aaron Jones. Zach Moss w- reports coming out of final preseason work there is that Devin Singletary is the lead back, and then you got Michael Carter who. I think expectations have lowered significantly for him. Significantly. He went from being talked as the one or two all the way down to, I'm pretty sure, the first release of the depth chart. He's number four. Yeah, so the running backs are a huge question mark. Russ could be absolutely explosive. I don't dislike Noah Fan, and your wide receivers are pretty good. But this league as a whole, a lot of these teams are pretty deep. Um, and so to, pick, to have to pick one that stands out as the worst, unfortunately it's this team. Uh, just because of the lack of depth, and I'm not a real big fan of Graham Gano as my kicker. No, not at all. And, I mean, your, your depth on your bench, like you said, you hit it on the head with the running backs. There's none there. Um, really, you got DK, Terry, Woods. And then your Ayuk is most of the time serviceable in the flex. But then Gallup, Marquise Brown, and Jones are all really up in the air too. So, yeah, um, props to you guys, though, on uh, – we're reading all your team names and we're not going to mention them on the air, but uh, props to some of your team names you did get. Um, but, yeah, I would have to definitely dub this one as as possibly the bottom dweller of the league right now. Um, yeah, like, like I said, the teams are all pretty good. Um, there's not – I don't know as though there's really a middle road. I'm going to go to Team 10 for my middle-of-the-road well, team. Hang on, before you do, this team right here with Russell, um, you do have some – Movable pieces. You could probably move Robert Woods and and Ayuk. Try to get yourself an upgrade at running back too. And I think that's your best bet if you want to compete this year. Uh, go ahead. Who'd you who'd you got as the 
Team 10? Uh, yeah, no, no, Team 10 can't be my – these teams are just top to bottom are all pretty consistent. There's not – it's really hard to pick one that is just kind of gross but or middle of the road. I guess Team 3 would be my middle of the okay. road team. Team 3 has uh, – yeah, Team 3. It's got Kyler Murray at quarterback and has uh, Baker Mayfield as his bench quarterback. Running backs are David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Raheem Mostert, Javante Williams, Kenyon Drake. Wide receivers are A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson, Jamar Chase, Cole Beasley, Marquez Calloway, and Mike Williams. Tight end, he's got the best, Travis Kelsey. Defense, he's got the Steelers, and he's got Brandon McManus for his kicker. The only reason I say this is middle of the road is because I don't like Miles Sanders. Really doesn't have a true running back one on his roster. Uh, could have if Javante Williams takes over early enough potentially there. And really, you got a dominating wide receiver one and A.J. Brown, and then he kind of got a lot of eh, wide receivers after that. But I'd say this is a middle-of-the-road team. Yeah, If dominoes fall the right way, obviously Travis Kelsey has a season like he did last year. David Montgomery has the season he did last year. This team's going to be a playoff team. Um like I said, the league's kind of stacked as a whole. So. Yeah, it's it, – yeah, it really is. Um, the, the plus side is with Miles Sanders is they cut most of the people behind him, so he should uh, be able to see a lot lot more work than what a lot of people are expecting during the offseason. Still don't think he's a wide receiver one and fringe wide receiver – or running back one or running back two. He'd be sitting there on the fringe. Um yeah, I just don't – I mean, I see you're, you're consistent in your starters. I like the starters you have. Um, it's it's going to be really hard during bye weeks, though, to shuffle any of your depth. Your depth isn't there. Um, Callaway and Mike Williams should have good years. Um, Mostert, everything, everything's pointing. That's Trey Sermon's backfield eventually. And we all know Mostert can't stay healthy. Um, your quarterbacks are really good. I like that you got Kyler Murray, you got the rushing upside, and then you got Baker Mayfield down there on your bench for his bye week, who's normally pretty consistent when starting. Um, yeah, I mean this one, this one here, I think you'll compete in most most games or most matchups and uh, move on, and, and could possibly make playoffs with that one. All right, so I'm torn between two teams for my team, my number one team. So we'll talk about both of them. We'll just do it real quick. Uh, team eight has Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback. Uh, no backup. They have Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, uh, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, Gus Edwards, Trey Sermon as the running backs. Wide receivers are Tyler Lockett, Debo Samuel, uh, Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry, Michael Pittman Jr., Darnell Mooney, and Michael Thomas down there on the IR spot. Tight end is uh, George Kittle. Defense is the Broncos. Kicker is Matt Prater. Team's pretty solid. Uh, and then you go over to Team 10, which is another team that I really like. It's got Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback with, uh, obviously, no other quarterback on the roster. Running backs are Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, Sony Michelle, Alexander Madison, and J.D. McKissick. Wide receivers are Chris Godwin, Chase Claypool, Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis, Jalen Waddell, and Joshua Palmer. Tight end is uh, Tyler Higby. Defense is the 49ers. Kicker is Justin Tucker. This one, the only reason I say it's a little bit behind Team 8 just because the tight end is so bad. Mm -hmm. Team 8 is going to start a little slower. 
when Michael Thomas comes back, that team's getting a big shot in the arm. Which one do you think wins it? I think I'd have to go with Team 8. By the way, the first two we talked about, you may want to look at Team 8 to find a trade with to get some of those running backs that he has depth-wise. Um, heck, I think Team 10's pretty deep at running back, too. So yeah. those are the two teams you may want to look to to talk to. But, yeah, I'd give Team 8 there, especially in the PPR league with Cook and Eckler. Then you got Lockett, who's now they're they're talking about wanting to get him more involved in the deep ball and CEH and CEH down there in your flex. Plus, you got Gus Edwards. But can, can you beat three running backs better though than Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, and Najee Harris? No. If there, I, was, I, if there was a team that could do it, it would be Team Eight with Cook, Eckler, and CEH. But I just don't think I'd take that three over the other three. No. I'm taking Henry over. Nope. Nope. Yep. No. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't have anything else to say. These two teams are probably going to be the two in the championship. If I had to guess, barring injury, I would say you're probably right. barring injury. Yeah. Um, good luck, guys. Um, that's a that was a whole league sent to us. Good luck, guys, and I I hope it works out. I hope you guys uh, maybe look out for some trades. If you guys get into trade talks, there. Make sure you guys uh, shoot us your trades. We'll definitely be help. Or definitely uh, be looking to help grade your trades. Help you out, maybe. Um, if you need to reach out, maybe we can give you send us the two rosters, maybe give you some trade ideas. Um, you want to get into that start sit question we got? So the start sit that was sent to us was Miles Sanders in the RB2 or Melvin Gordon in the RB2. Um, to me, this is pretty open door and shut the door. Um, Miles Sanders gets the Atlanta Falcons. Now we are like a top 10 rated team against the run. But Miles Sanders also catches the pass pretty well, the ball pretty well out of the backfield. Um, I, I, and I just don't like Melvin Gordon because I think uh, Javante Williams is going to have a pretty good role to start the season. Oh yeah, I, I have, I have it as Sanders too. He plays Atlanta. He's going to get plenty of opportunities. He's going to get the goal line opportunities. There's, 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 uh, there's no one really there barking for carries behind him. Now there is Gainwell and Scott barking for pass catching duties. Melvin Gordon, you've got Williams right there on your tail, and he's not. The coaching staff has already made it well known that they're not having any problems putting him in any situation. So, yeah, this is pretty much open and close. It's Miles Sanders all day for me. Plus, Melvin Gordon plays New York Giants, and their front seven is nothing to really laugh about. Well, that's that's the biggest deciding factor for me in this whole argument is that the Philadelphia uh, Eagles will find themselves in the red zone more often I believe than the Denver Broncos will. Uh, and to put it into context, uh, per the diehards uh, strength of schedule, the Giants defense that ranks 14th against the rush, the Falcons ranks eighth, but the Falcons are 32nd in the league against passing, which I understand Miles Sanders is a running back, not a wide receiver, but Miles Sanders will, will benefit from the team finding ways to move the ball. Uh, and again, like I said, he'll have more red zone attempts probably than Melvin Gordon will. So that's my that's my deciding factor there. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, do we want to get straight into the big boy meal of the week for us? Start breaking down some of these games. Might as well. All right, I'll start. I'm gonna start it with the appetizer I have. Is the New York Giants? Nope. <laughs> New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. It's a revenge game for Sam Darnold and for Robbie Anderson. Playing the Jets, Carolina's got a good defense. We get to find out 
if Zach Wilson's all that talk that they've been talking about during the preseason, how well he's looked in the preseason, we get to see how it actually looks in the in the um, in the season against the number one or not a number one defense, but actually against the number ones on a defense. This game could turn into a shootout. Carolina does have a, a decent defense; they're they're moving in the right direction there, but. The Jets, with Zach Wilson, have been able to move the ball most preseason. Um, haven't really struggled a whole lot. Um, but, yeah, I, c- I could definitely see this game. This game is a, a 12 o'clock slate, I believe, and, and could be a fun one to watch. I mean, it's two teams that no one really likes to watch. I could see in this game here, I'm starting Robbie Anderson in a revenge game. I'm still not starting Donald, though. Um, I might stay. I'm thinking I'm going to stay away from the Jets' backfield until they maybe figure that out, and then hopefully that will help us figure that out. Um, that's about it on the Jets' side of the ball, I think. Or no, I said Robbie Anderson. I'm back and forth on the ball here. You are <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson. I'm not starting. Not right away. I want to see how he looks. Um, you know, obviously you're starting CMC. I think I've already said that one. It makes pretty obvious. I'll start DJ Moore. Um, Anybody else that you're sitting? Or? Terrence Marshall is a rookie. You start him week one. No, I want to see what it looks like. I think he's in for a big role, but I'd like to see what it looks like. Okay. Um, Dan Arnold's there now. No, I'm not starting either tight end. Okay. No. So that, this this game to me just looks like a fun one to watch. You get to see the youth of the NFL actually come to to play in in one game. So definitely keep an eye out on this game. Um, who knows? You may find some. Uh, Diamonds in the rough out there. You already said one of the names, Terrence Marshall, may be out on your waivers. So, true. Definitely keep an eye on that game. That's this is a game right here where I could see a lot of people finding their their um, waiver claim waiver for claim year. for next week. Yes, yes. So my appetizer of the week is the first game to kick off the season. It's the Dallas Cowboys traveling to play Tampa Bay. Old Tom Brady. They get to get you know get to have another Super Bowl celebration week one. Uh, and it's it's at the Thursday night game at 8.20 start time. Kickoff. I'm sure we're all excited. It's like I said, Christmas morning, like a little kid running down the stairs to go see what Santa left you under the tree. Uh, and at this point, I'm not convinced that Tom Brady might not be Santa. They're about the same age, I have a feeling. <laughs> uh, but, no, we get to see Dak Prescott back, see what that looks like, you know, coming back from it, that gruesome injury he suffered last year. Uh, we get to see if Zeke is a little more motivated to play now that he's got his quarterback back. Got second year CD Lamb, Marty Cooper, Michael Gallup. Uh, another name I'm keeping my eye on eye on that in that game is Blake Jarwin. Um, we've talked about him as a possible tight end sleeper on the on the cast in the past. And then on the other side of the ball, you got the defending Super Bowl champs who retained all 22 starters. Um, and I think the last one that was like yet to be cleared was Nandonik and Sue, who they just brought back this week. Um, but it's going to be really interesting. Who's Tom Brady's go-to with all three of his wideouts healthy? Uh, is it still Gronk in the red zone? Uh, which running back there in uh, Tampa Bay is is the one to watch? I mean, is it Keyshawn Vaughn finally? Probably not. Uh, is it Ronald Jones? Probably not enough to where you can start him. Is it Leonard Fournette? Again, probably not enough to where you can start him. Um, in this game, though, you're going – you got uh, Tampa Bay, who is the second-rated run defense – so I would taper, taper expectations slightly against Zeke there. Um, if you're if you're if you got Zeke, you can't sit him obviously. Um, but I just wouldn't expect him to go for you know an absurd amount this week. 
Um, and then uh, with Tampa Bay's backfield, they get the 21st ranked uh, deep rush defense. And then on the pass catching side of it, Dallas has got the 14th ranked Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously, and then uh, Tampa Bay has 21. So should be more of a, an air raid game, which we all know Dallas does pretty well with that. Um, and even though Tampa Bay is the defending Super Bowl champs, great defense. I'm not sure you can slow down all the weapons on Dallas has to, to offer. Um, I'm, I'm thinking the only people I'm probably sitting this week are, are really the Tampa Bay backfield until I get some clarity and see how that works. But I expect the scoreboard to get lit up in this game. Absolutely. Remember, guys, we're talking about the Thursday game. I want to make sure we throw this out there. Remember, if you're starting a Tampa Bay wide receiver, a Tampa Bay running back, I'm sorry if you have to, Zeke or any of the Dallas Cowboys wide receivers, make sure you put them in their role. Put them as their wide receiver or running back. Do not leave them in your flex. That way you have the flexibility of an injury or anything else that may come up. Um, this game here is, is is slotted as the second highest scoring game, in or third highest because there's two at 52 um, for the for the week. So, yeah, this game definitely could easily turn into a shootout for the wide receivers. Uh, Tipper expectations back a little bit more on Zeke, too, because I believe Zach Martin just got put on the COVID he list, did. and he will be missing this game. It has officially came out. Um, he gets most of his line back. Obviously, he'll be missing Zach Martin, like we just said. Um, but I, I really think that this game is going to be a shootout game. I think, uh, I, I, honestly, I think I'd be benching Tampa Bay's defense this week if I possibly could. I would think you'd probably want to look for a streaming option potentially. But yeah, which we'll get into that here shortly. Some defenses to, to look at the stream. Um, but, yeah, this one's going to be a fun one to watch. I think the NFL did us right picking this game to start it. I agree. Um, hopefully Dallas gets to come back out and look on fire like they did the first, what, four weeks last year. Yeah. Then it becomes real interesting. You may see Tom Brady's old arm come out there and throw five touchdowns in week one. Four of those may go to Antonio Brown with the way he's talking about him right now, Could saying be. he looks as good as he did four or five years ago. Could be. So, yeah, that's definitely a game that uh, – is a tasty appetizer. Yeah, start yeah. Well, it sounds like you might be going on dessert right there, buddy. Could be. <laughs> so my game, my meal, my second game, is actually a game I'm going to go see live. I will be in Indy this weekend to see Seattle play the Indianapolis Colts. Seattle's got a rebuilding secondary right now. We're young back there. I'm still not sure what they see in Trey Flowers, but they announced him as the starting corner. Not sure why. Indy's got a bunch of young pass catchers. Their veterans gone. Is Trey Flowers the starting corner because there's no other tight ends available for, for Pete to pick up and train at, at corner? That's very well true. We're still working on this basketball star we signed okay. to play tight end. Okay. What a surprise, right? Right, right. Um, then you got your young receiving core there in Indy. With I mean, you got Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, Zach Pascal, because uh, T.Y. Hilton be missing some time. I believe Indy's getting everybody back. They'll get Quentin Nelson back, Carson Wentz back. We get to see how Wentz looks, even though he missed some time during the offseason and, and uh, training camp and everything with the, the foot and the COVID. This game here is, is, is actually one of the higher scoring games also of the week. It's um, I, I'm more interested to see if Seattle is going to let Russ cook or if they're going to go back to the ground and pound game. Um, Jonathan Taylor is a must start for me this week. Seattle's, Rushing defense is normally not very good. Uh, maybe we did enough in the offseason. I don't think so. So Taylor's a must-start for me. Um, Pittman, 
that receiving core is really up in the air for me. I, I like Pittman and Campbell, although Pascal was very, very serviceable last year, too, with everybody banged up. Um, that's a receiving core that I will be keeping an eye on. Um, Seattle's looking to get more deep shots to Tyler Lockett this this season. So he's a must-start for me anytime that Russ and him take the field. He's a must-start. Excuse me. Well, to put to put it back into context again with the with the strength schedule rankings, the run defense, uh, Seattle's run defense is ranked twentieth, and their pass defense is ranked twenty eighth, and then Indy's pass defense is a run defense is ranked twelfth, and their pass defense is ranked eighth. So it would appear that the Indy side of the ball is going to be a little more strong to start. But like you, just like you said, you can't sit any of those guys. You can't sit Chris Carson. You can't sit Lockett. You can't sit DK. You can't sit Russ. Mm-mm. So it's going to be an interesting game to watch. I'm, I'm. They brought in Shane Walden there in Seattle to what I thought was going to be open up the passing game and let Russ cook. But then Pete keeps talking about wanting to pound the ball. Alex Collins looked good. My, my main goal there in Seattle to be looking for is I'm trying to find out who that RB2 is going to be. Who's going to take it? Is it going to be Penny or is it going to be Collins who looks really good in the preseason? Um, and then Indy once again figuring out that pass catcher, pass catcher who's going to be the guy that gets peppered by uh, Carson Wentz. First game with a new QB, first game in a new, new system-ish for him. So we'll just have to wait and see which, which – uh, wide receiver really stands out. I think I'd probably keep most of them on the bench this I week. I probably would as well, just to see just to see which one shakes out. Uh, my meal of the week, my bread and butter, the, the steak and taters, if you will, is the uh, Green Bay traveling to face New Orleans in Jacksonville, Florida. The game was flexed due to the, the hurricane, um, which we, we send our thoughts out to those folks down there in Louisiana. Even as a diehard Falcons fan who hates the New Orleans Saints, still a human being. I wish everybody well there. I hope, hope the recovery and the rebuild isn't, isn't too significant down there. Uh, but anyway, uh, Green Bay has uh, is New Orleans is the 13th ranked run defense to start the season, and uh, Green Bay is the 29th. So I look for Kamara to absolutely explode. Uh, and that uh, what is it, Troy Williams, the new backup there? I think that's right, Troy Williams. And then as far as passing goes. Uh, Green Bay gets the 22nd ranked New Orleans pass defense, and New Orleans gets Green Bay, which is seventh. So I might, you know, not start Marquez Callaway week one if you can avoid it um, against Jair Alexander. That's pretty much a shutdown corner there. Uh, and then I, the, the the thing I'm really excited about is, you know, Jameis Winston being named the starter. When he was back in Tampa Bay, he was Mr. Turnover King, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Jameis went and got LASIK eye surgery that they said was desperately needed after that season, and he's not given a, been given a chance yet to really showcase whether that makes a difference. I'm looking for, for Jameis to come out and maybe put a statement on the board that, hey, I'm still the guy that was taken number one in that draft class. I'm still the guy that is a big-arm quarterback that can, can fit the ball in tight windows. I, this is another game for me. I look for it to be a high-scoring affair. Um no shortage of superstars. You got Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Robert Tanyan on that side of the ball. In New Orleans, you got Jameis, Callaway, Kamara. Uh, couldn't tell you who their, their tight end is at this point. Troutman's supposed to be back. Is he supposed to be back and ready for week one? I don't know if he's ready. He's supposed to be back on the field. Though. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, I just think if there's any of the big-name guys that you that you have, I mean, if you – 
had Jameis Winston fall to you and that was the best quarterback on the board, you, you can't sit him this week. Uh, you can't sit Aaron Jones. You can't sit Aaron Rodgers. You can't sit Devontae. Tanya, obviously, like I said, Kamara is a must-start every week. Uh, and, again, I, I look for this this game to be uh, pretty exciting, pretty telltale. It's gonna And it's going to reveal a lot of, about New Orleans to us for the rest of the season. So I, I, I'm looking for this game for Green Bay for more of what I saw last year. And from the New Orleans side, I'm looking for some answers. Definitely. I'm looking at Green Bay. I want to see what happens after all that turmoil during the offseason. Also, I would like to see what – who that number two wide receiver is going to be. They, he brought in Randall Cobb, his best friend. Still got Lazard there, Valdez Scantling. I'm real Amari curious. Amari Rogers. Amari right? Rogers, the rookie. Real curious to see who lines up at that number two spot for that game. Because it's Aaron Rodgers. We've seen him do it in the past where he can support two top 20 wide receiver, top 30 wide receivers. So whoever lines up in that second spot could have some fantasy relevancy. I'm also looking to see what the backfield shakes out. I want to see what A.J. Dillon looks like. I want to see if Kylan Hill gets any work, the rookie out of uh, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to seeing there out of Green Bay. Yeah, this is gonna be one of the this is gonna be one of the fun games to watch this this week. Um, so definitely looking forward. I also want to see if uh, that Traquan Smith there in uh, New Orleans has anything uh, to say about the number one role because he got banged up. I'm not sure if he's playing this week or not. I believe he was or is, um, and I mean he's a, he's a burner and. Winston likes to launch that ball, so that's another guy that you'll yeah. be looking at too. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun game to keep an eye on. All right, let's talk about our desserts here. Um, mine's actually the Monday night matchup: um, Baltimore at Las Vegas. I believe it'll be the first time fans in the Vegas stands. Yep. Um, it's the last game of Week One. Good chance to find out the whole Jacobs Drake situation. I mean, they paid Drake to give him some type of role, but Jacobs has never been sketchy off the off the line. The Baltimore backfield has a lot of questions in it. Heck, they're bringing in Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman now. Um, so that that will get a figure out. For tryouts, not contracts. Yeah, tryouts, point. tryouts. Find out who's going to be the Baltimore guy until Bateman gets back, because Bateman's going to be the Baltimore guy. I have faith in that. Pass catching guy. Yes, if there is such a thing. Yeah. Or is it just going to be a Lamar Jackson show? Either way, Baltimore's got a pretty good defense, but we still got to figure out, is Edwards really the number one there in, in Vegas, or is it still Ruggs? Well, I'm sorry, number two, because number one's Waller, and right. will always be Waller until they don't want to pay the man. I'm, I'm less intrigued about whether Edwards will be the number the number two or, or, or whatever. I'm more intrigued by the uh, seeing the second coming of Fatty or uh, – uh, Randy Moss and uh, Terrell Owens 2.0 in Brian Edwards, which is the, the the rumors coming out of camp there, which is absolutely ignorant. Uh, but I am still intrigued to see. There was so much hype surrounding him last year, never really came to fruition. So we're waiting to see if it happens this year or not. But yeah, that's. I mean, the Jacobs thing to me. If you got Jacobs, you start him. Jacobs is never drafted or or put there to be the pass catcher. Everybody gets down on him because every year John Gruden says I want him to catch more balls. And then they they bring in a pass catching guy like Drake. Jacobs didn't catch the ball much last year and was still fantastic. The number eight running back in PPR formats. Do not lose faith in Josh Jacobs. Uh, do not not start him um, if you have him because you're worried about Kenyon Drake. I'm not worried about Drake that much at all. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be a high-scoring game, I think. Um, Vegas normally finds a way to move the ball pretty well. Um, I mean, they have to in the division they play in. Yep. So, 
this could turn into a really fun back and forth matchup for Monday night. It looks like we might have a really good Thursday night and Monday night. Kick us off right, end us off right. Um, definitely some some things to be figured out. Week one's always fun to watch most of these games because you hear all the hype of pre or in preseason and in camp, and then you come down and you watch week one and Drake doesn't even see the field at all or Brian Edwards never gets back on the field after the first play. It's it's going to be an interesting week one, and I'm excited for this game to finish us yeah, off. Yeah, I'm definitely – I mean, let's be honest, Monday Night Football being back in general, you could put the Jets versus the Houston Texans of last year out there, and I'd still watch the game. Well, you get a chance to semi-watch that and the Jags playing Houston. Well, and true. <laughs> I'm just – in general, I'm excited. You know how it gets as the season progresses. There's games where you're like, man, it's these two teams. I'm not watching that. Not – if it's week one and I've been with – deprived of football for all that i don't care if you put out the third string water boys versus the third the fourth string towel boys i'm watching the game all right so i don't again i don't care who it is i'm, I'm gonna be tuning in monday night um my dessert of the week is a little less of interest i i would suppose uh i have the uh denver broncos traveling to the meadowlands to play uh daniel jones and the new york football giants it's a 425 start time central time uh, you get get to see what Teddy Bridgewater looks like. Is it is that was that Denver Broncos offense really just as bad because Drew Locke? Everybody who listens to this podcast spends any time listening to this podcast knows I love Drew Locke, so that one's hard for me. Um, but again, you get court, the return of Cortland Sutton. I'm excited about. You get to see Javante Williams finally, uh, and up the you know the, arguably the second or third best running back now, the second best out of last year's class because Travis Etienne being gone for the year. Uh, you get to see that. And then on the other side of the ball, you get to see the return of Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, who just signed that big contract, uh, and the, the great greatest quarterback of all time who threw 11 passing touchdowns last year in Daniel Jones. Uh, so a little bit of sarcasm there, obviously. Uh, but I'm still nonetheless I'm excited. The Giants' defense is up and coming big time. Denver's defense is supposed to be back this year. It could be a defensive struggle or an offensive struggle. Both offenses shouldn't be very good anyway. And then you play pretty two pretty good defenses on both sides of the ball. Uh, I would think this would be a pretty low-scoring affair, but I'm pretty excited to watch it nonetheless. Mainly to see Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton from my own from my own perspective of it. Um, but I, I'm not sitting any of my starters. If you draft Kenny Galladay, you play him. Sutton, Judy, Fant, you play him. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, you probably play him. Uh, unless your question is uh, Melvin Gordon versus Miles Sanders, then you play Miles Sanders, of course, like we, we talked about earlier. And then on the other side of the ball, obviously, you're not sitting Saquon. You're not sitting Galladay. Ever. You are going to temper your expectations for Barkley. They've said that they're not going to give him the full well, workload. My expectations for Barkley have been a little lower than everybody else. For well, time. the people that drafted him are not like you and I, where it's low true. expectations. True, 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 true enough. But, yeah, it, it's it's just another game that I'm excited to watch. Um, you know, I, I'm going to throw myself into to watching more games this year than I ever have in the past. Obviously, during the noon slate, I'm going to be more into my Falcons games than I am anybody else. But I'm going to try to watch as many games as I can this year, um, not only just because of this podcast, but you really forget how much you miss football when it's not there. Definitely, and that always works out good for us, too, because your Falcons normally play at noon and my Hawks normally play at 3, so I tune into well, a lot more noons. And it, it usually just makes us piss each other off when we make fun of how bad our teams look. That, too. You more so than me <laughs> in, recent, in recent memory. Yeah, we don't normally blow leads. We just give me a heart attack because we want to go down to the last second every game. Yeah. But, yeah, no, this Denver game is going to be really fun, and it gives us a chance to see if Williams is is all about the hype and he gets to take over that backfield. It is It is. Spreaded to be the lowest scoring game in week one. 
Um, but I've always enjoyed watching defenses. These, these two, these two defenses here are defenses you guys should have been keeping your eye on in drafts and and possibly streaming and everything else. Um, speaking of that, I know you've got some uh, juicy defenses. Yeah, so obviously one thing we want to add this year uh, to the podcast is every week we want to talk about some streaming options at the both defense and uh, quarterback positions, maybe tight end as we go. Uh, but for this week, I just got some quarterbacks and some defenses that that have pretty decent matchups. Um, if you're one that likes to stream your defenses, you don't want to waste a pick on them. Uh, so I've got three defenses, and the first one is the Panthers' defense. They get uh, Zach Wilson week one, never seen what he's looked like, with a pretty weak offense around him still. Yeah, I think the Jets will obviously be better at some point, but I don't think it's going to be week one. So that's a pretty good defense. Panthers, another one, pretty young. You know, Jeremy Chin back there at safety is a stud. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think the Panthers' defense against the Jets is one I'd keep my eye on. Um, I've got the Jags written down, and I'm kind of laughing at what I wrote next to it. It's uh, I wrote the Houston dumpster fire behind it, uh, and I think that pretty much adequately uh, represents why the Jags would be worth a start. And then the last one I wrote is kind of more of a reach, um, but I put uh, the Las Vegas Raiders against the Baltimore Ravens because of the simple fact that the deep, the running backs are so depleted uh, and you really don't have a true arm quarterback in, in Lamar Jackson, so it might be pretty easy to scheme, uh, especially having all offseason to scheme for week one for the, for the Raiders coaching staff. I look for them to create some pressure, maybe some turnovers there. Uh, and then my streaming quarterbacks, I've got, I've just got two of them. Both of them are, are guys we've kind of talked about already a little bit. We've got Tyrod Taylor going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, so yes, I just said the Jaguars defense or the or Jags defense is a good start because of the Houston dumpster fire, but Tyrod Taylor could be the guy. He's got some running abilities. Um, you've still got Brandon Cooks. You've got uh, Nico Collins there. If you're really really in a pinch, he could be a decent start this week. And then Sam Darnold with the Jet against the Jets. Yeah, the Jets defense has been hit or miss in the last like four years. But again, I, I think you're going to get some three and outs from that Jacksonville or the Jets offense rather. So Darnold for that reason might be a good um, start. And Joe Brady's an absolute wizard when it comes to calling plays. So I look for that offense to be pretty electric. Definitely. I'm going to throw out a couple tight ends. I was just looking at the matchups. Anthony Fursker could be a great tight end to stream this week. Arizona was horrendous against the tight ends last year. Left the middle of the field open all the time. Even Seattle was able to throw to one of the 18 tight ends on our roster. But, I mean, Arizona last year left the middle open quite a bit for tight ends to use. And Fursker could be another guy to see a lot of targets. Um, so that that's a that's an option that I would go with. He, he might put you up 10 to 12 points in a PPR league, so it will be good for him. Um, another one is um, – I just lost the game. Uh, Eric Ebron. Buffalo wasn't all that great, all that great at, um, at covering tight ends last mm-hmm. year either. They had the great outside corners there, their safeties. Their linebackers were all questionable in coverage. So Eric Ebron's another guy that could, um, could definitely jump on and, and put up a few points for you, especially, yeah. I mean, either, either one of those guys find the end zone, and that pays off for anyone streaming tight ends, which – Let's be honest. If you don't have one of the top five tight ends, you're probably streaming. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's kind of the same for almost everything. If you if you are one of those people who you like to wait on quarterbacks, and there's a couple teams in your league that drafts two or three before you draft your first, you know it's it's that same saying. You might be streaming your quarterbacks. I did it last year uh, in our dynasty league, which you know after I anyway, I did it last year. Uh, it wasn't fun, but knowing matchups, it, it makes it a little easier. 
And then defense is another one. If you don't get one of those premier defenses, that's one that people often stream. Um, so one more thing I want to talk about uh, before we get into anything else is I've got some favorable matchups and some bad matchups just based on strength of schedule, how team defenses are, are, are projected to finish, okay? Um, so some favorable matchups for the running backs. I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars running backs. Houston's the 32nd ranked um, pass or rush defense right now, so James Robinson would be a great start. Uh, San Francisco running backs have Detroit, who are the 31st ranked defense against the run. And then also on that same in that same game as the Jacksonville game, Jacksonville's run defense is ranked 30th against the run. So Houston running backs, which we all know is Mark Ingram, David Johnson, and Philip Lindsay. So if you have to start one of them potentially, you might be okay there. Uh, and then the bad matchups, this one's a little more interesting to me. I, I, Walker, I want to have a little feedback on this one potentially. Eckler draws the number one uh, run defense in Washington football team. Zeke gets the number two ranked rushing defense against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and then Clyde Edwards-Helaire gets the number three in the Cleveland Browns. Uh, my feedback on these: these are guys that you you drafted to start. These are these are guaranteed RB ones, RB twos that you drafted. Uh, you have to start them. I get it. It's week one, also, so defense may be a little rusty out there. Tip of your expectations on these guys. Eckler is known more for his pass catching, though, so I think he's going to be fine. Um, but, yeah, definitely Elliott's going to get bottled up. He's missing Zach Martin like we already talked. CEH is coming off of an offseason where he was banged up with a, a inside ankle sprain or something. I don't really know. Um, but you, you got those there. and there, there's, there's two other running backs that I think you need to temper expectations and possibly think about sitting this week. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, they play Pittsburgh. Sorry, Pittsburgh's got pretty good run defense. Um, so yeah, both those guys. If, if you can, if you can, they're afford- the 17th ranked run defense, yeah. according to the. Well, if TJ Watt doesn't play, that's going to bring them way down too. So um, those guys would be then streamable. But yeah, those are two guys that, if if possible, I think I might hold off on. Unfortunately, I've been hit by the injury bug in Dynasty, and Singletary is my RB two for the year. Yeah, yes, he is. Uh, let's talk about so that's that's the, the running back side. Let's move into the pass catching side. Mm. Uh, I already know the first name. Philadelphia. It's oh. the uh, Philadelphia pass catchers oh, you're going to against first. the Atlanta Falcons. Thirty uh, second ranked pass defense. So again, your your Devonta Smith, your Jalen Rager guys. You probably have to look at considering starting this week. Uh, your San Fran pass catchers against Detroit. That's the thirty first ranked. Um, Pass defense, so basically, don't don't stream the Detroit Lions as your defense. That's, no, that's not going to work out yeah, well ever. Um, so you know your Debo Samuel, your Brandon Ayuk, your George Kittle. Obviously, you're starting most of those guys anyway. You're not you're not sitting them this week based on matchup. And the last one was a little bit surprising to me. Again, this is why I say Tyrod Taylor could be a streaming option. Uh, the Houston uh, Texans pass catchers face the 30th ranked pass uh, defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So another one to keep your eye on. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, both could be very good, yeah. very good flex yeah. options this week. Um, Let's go to the flip side of it. I, I was waiting for that. That's where I'm. Uh, we'll start at the bottom and work our way up. Uh, the number uh, New England goes against uh, goes up against Miami with the number three ranked pass defense. So maybe lower expectations on Mac Jones a little bit this yeah. week. Definitely, and Jacoby Myers. I've been preaching for the past couple of weeks. Jacoby Myers has been the number one there. I think he's going to have a great year. But yes, he does face that Miami secondary. Xavier Howard's a pretty good, pretty good corner. So yes, lower expectations there. Los Angeles Chargers again, 
that we're talking about. They face the Washington football team's number two ranked pass defense. So maybe Keenan Allen a little bit. A lot. I think a lot of this stems on the pass rush that they get. Um, I think I think Herbert may be in for a rough day here. Um, so again, Austin Eckler may get a boost because of that. Um, but you know, again, Washington football team's defense is pretty stout. And then the number one is uh, the Chicago Bears pass catchers against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, so you know, maybe lower expectations on on. Allen Robinson pretty pretty heavily this week because he's going to have Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey doesn't give up many yards to many receivers. Um, so yeah, definitely bring those down. That's that's the one that I knew that was going to hurt a little bit is is, is Allen Robinson playing uh, the Rams. I invested a lot in Allen Robinson this offseason. Um, I think he's going to have a great season. Not a great start to it though. <laughs> well, it, it should get better for him as the season goes too when Justin Fields takes over whenever that does happen. Yeah, what, and obviously, Andy Dalton used to be a stud. Who's to say that doesn't happen again? But One thing I will say is is with this Rams, they lost a few of their secondary in, the, in this offseason. Darnell Mooney might not be a bad guy that if you have sitting there and you're, oh, man, I got to start so-and-so in my CEH, or I don't think you bench CEH, but you got some of these other names down there in the flex, Jacoby Myers, Marquez Callaway. Darnell Mooney might be a guy that you want to think about starting because – Ramsey will shut down Robinson for the most part. Robinson will still get his maybe, you know, six, seven catches for 60 yards probably is what, what you're going to probably see from Robinson. Maybe a touchdown. Let's all hope anyone that owns him. But Darnell Mooney could could be the beneficiary of Ramsey on that, covering Allen Robinson everywhere. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's about all we got for starts and sits. I know we wanted to talk about some of our foods that we would like to uh, – Indulge yeah, so, uh, again, guys. This is a Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. Those of you who have been faithful listeners to us know we we, we tend to have a little bit of fun referencing some food and stuff. Uh, there's no fun. This is business when it comes down to football season. You got to have the crock pots going. You got to have the smokers going. It's time to eat good. So Walker, let's talk about our spreads. Whether it be for obviously your your spread on Sunday is going to be a little different because you're going to be eating at the stadium. So we'll leave you out of that one a little bit. Well, my. My Thursday is we, we as, as a family, we normally sit down every Friday or Saturday and break down this menu. So we broke down the menu with the kids. We got it all set and started making the grocery list and realized um, my family's out of their mind. We were going to have like spaghetti on Thursday. Uh-uh. We're doing some meatballs and mini weenies. We're going to make up some popcorn chicken. Get Did some you say mini weenies? Mini weenies. Who, who doesn't call those teeny weenies? Uh, mini weenies. Okay. Blasphemous. <laughs> And we're gonna put some. Uh, we're gonna make some uh, popcorn chicken and get some honey barbecue sauce on them. Have some barbecue barbecue popcorn chicken and some mini weenies and meatballs. Okay. Uh, Thursday, I believe we're just gonna do some pizza, ordering some pizza from someplace. Probably get some specialty pizza, some breadsticks. Got to determine where we're going yet. But my spread is gonna be uh, Sunday. We're having teeny weenies. We're having garlic parm, homemade garlic parmesan wings. Some brownies will be involved and got to have, you know, your favorite chips, obviously, because nobody just eats one meal on Sunday. <laughs> you just eat all day when you watch football. So we're going to have those Doritos on deck as well all weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My Sunday, like I said, is going to consist of uh, I'll be in Indy this Sunday. Um, and it, it, we've been looking up some of the foods they got. They got some smoked pork, pork nachos that I'm definitely, definitely going to try. And then they got a few uh, alcoholic beverages that are their uh, specialties there. That I'm definitely going to indulge in, um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to get back into the stadium. I normally go once a year to a game, 
um, wherever Seattle's closed. So it's definitely going to be exciting to get back in there. Week one, I'm so excited to be back in the very first week of allowing fans in the stands. Um, pay attention, guys. Uh, I know we were talking about trying to get a second episode out. We're going to try to do something on uh, either Saturday night, Sunday morning, get you guys some start and sits questions. Um, guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to try on Sunday at my best to uh, – we'll be in Touchdown City there in Indy for the first while. I'm going to try to get some Facebook Live time maybe in on the on the site and do some start sits. So if you guys tune in, I'll be in Touchdown City in Indianapolis. I'll deck out my Seahawk gear. I'm going to try to get some start sits in for you guys too before before we actually go into the stadium. Um, definitely, guys, make sure you guys are emailing us your, or messaging us your starts and sits every week. Um, if you've got, you got any questions on food, we're definitely there to help you on that too. Don't be afraid to re- jump over to that Facebook page and drop a comment on a post or send us a private message. If you got some start sits or qu- start sit questions, I know it's always nice to have that other opinion outside of yourself. You, all of us are guilty of second guessing ourselves on Sundays, um, so don't hesitate. You know, obviously, it being game day, we'll be real close to our phones for watching our umpteen fantasy leagues that we're in, doing our own start sits. But we'll have time for you guys as well. So if you have anything, don't hesitate. Again, if you've got trade questions as the season progresses you know make sure you hit it to us like i said we're going to be doing on the tuesday cast we're going to be trying to put out some streaming options for the following week some defenses quarterbacks tight ends uh we'll talk about some favorable matchups non-favorable matchups every week as we, as we get into it uh and then like i said we'll, we'll do some injury updates on on sundays as well if we can put something out on the page or whatever else we'll figure that out it's a work in progress um obviously we're having a lot of fun doing it and you guys make it all the more fun for us, sitting us with those questions. Definitely. And and when, when you guys send us our start-sit questions, what's going to happen is it's going to go through three all three of us. Jason Yurish will be putting his input in. Bo will be putting his in. And me, I'll be putting mine in. And if we differ on it, we're going to put out our reasons when we answer you back in the messenger or even on here. We'll all put our reasons on there. So that it gives you that, that outlook of, okay, so Bo says this, Brant says this. Okay, so then you get a look at it and, and really help pull your – pull your way into also keeping your own opinion in there and everything else. But yeah, it's definitely going to come down. We, we love answering these questions. It comes out all the time. Um, yeah. We, we talk about Jason Irish from time to time. He's been on a couple podcasts with us, help us do some mocks. He's another local guy that's, you know, big into fantasy football. He's kind of our, our Gregory Peck, if you will, our behind the scenes guy. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's pretty smart. He, he looks at things uh, through a non-biased eye. Another Falcons fan. So you might knock him his, his intelligence a little bit for that. Uh, but, you know, uh, eventually we'll get him on the cast a little bit more. Uh, schedules just don't line up currently for him to be on the cast. But he definitely still has a lot of input, still talks about a lot of things that are talked about on the cast. You know, he, he sees rosters that are sent to us, all that stuff. And, it, and his opinion is usually put in there. Uh, but like I said, he's, he's kind of like that Gregory Peck. He's behind the scenes, kind of a kind of a person, you know, who's who's there. He's, he's seen but not heard kind of a thing. Um, but definitely an, 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 it's always nice knowing that when you send us a question – or a roster to grade, it's it's really viewed through three sets of eyes. Um, you hear two voices break it down, but it's always it's always three of us. And the good thing about sending us stuff is, like I said, with the three of us, we, we're not going to put back just one opinion. It'll be something that's talked about, thought about, and you'll you'll hear us talk about it on the cast. The re, the, if we say we like a guy this week, it's because all three of us are in consensus on it. If one of us really likes somebody, but the other two don't, we don't put it out there. So, you know, be, be mindful of that as you're sending us, uh, us things that there is thoughts, put thought and time put into these questions. Again, we're doing the, the podcast because we enjoy it. Obviously, who doesn't love sitting and talking about fantasy football and food? 
Um, but again, it's 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 very thoughtful. We want you guys to win as many championships and as many games as you can in your seasons. Uh, so we're definitely giving you advice that we try to live by as well. Definitely. Also, guys, if you have any input about what we're putting out in the podcast, don't hesitate to get out and message us. We look at those messages three, four, five, six times an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have our notifications on. So if you send us something, we're going to see it normally right away. Might take us a couple minutes to get back because we want to talk to each other first off. But, um, yeah, if you guys have any suggestions on, on what we talk about or anything else, don't hesitate to reach out. We, we love we love the input from you guys. We love being able to get you guys involved in this. And also, if you do hear us put out a take and you think, well, wait a minute, that's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard, send us a message. We'll, we'll, we'll walk through it. We'll definitely, we definitely want to hear your opinion on it. We might think you're crazy by the end of it, or you might think we are, and we might say, you know what, that's something I hadn't considered when I talked about it. We'll throw you a shout-out on the next week's episode if it's something that you were – you know, 100% right on, and we were wrong. So, you know, please, like like, like, I, like we both said several times, reach out, hit us up. The podcast is something we do for fun, but it makes it even more enjoyable for us when we have some engagement. So engagement's been sky high this year compared to what it was last year when we first started out. Keep that coming, guys. Um, you know, again, we'll, we'll, we'll be here to break down games after next week, try to get something out maybe later this week for some start sits. I know with you traveling, Brant, that might be a little harder to do this week than it has been, in, or it might be other weeks, but, you know, Definitely going to be some interesting and, and some uh, uh, groundbreaking things coming out from the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast this week or this year. So make sure you stay tuned. And as always, stay hungry, stay fat, my friends.